Happy Wednesday, everyone. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Y'all, they are offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. We are so excited to have them on board. They have over 180,000 titles from which to choose for your iPhone or your Android or Kindle, whatever. The last one I downloaded was Lauren Graham's from the Gilmore Girls, Talking As Fast As I Can. I loved it. Check out your free trial today. Now, we packed a lot into the show. Some guy in Austin and I discussed DeMario and Corinne and get a legal take on what's going on with ABC since some guy's a lawyer. We talk about how the arrival of D'Lo and Sarah has thrown a wrench into the system, and we debate the proper etiquette for half birthdays. P.S. That's not a thing. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we're in season four of Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to cover episodes three and four today. It was a bit of an emotional roller coaster with everyone in a tizzy because people keep arriving even though that's what the show is all about what did you think of these last two episodes some guy in Austin who is joining me from Austin what did you think of these two episodes in general you know I I am confused at what happened in Dallas and why they didn't bring the cameras there (laughs) because it seems to me that there was a lot of references to well back in Dallas Mm mm-hmm and so I would like some more insight as to, I mean, apparently there was some sort of threesome sleepover with Raven <laughs> and Adam and um, somebody else. Sarah. And uh, Sarah, yeah. And uh, a couple of other people alluded to the time in Dallas. So, you know, I, I don't know what happened there, but it seems to me that the this episode was a continuation of that. And then I know we're, I'm jumping way ahead, but I'm over the whole ABC covering its legal rear end. And I have some, again, some more lawyer insights on what's actually going on there. Let's go ahead and and dive into that and just start with the the ending because I was confused and I do want to hear your side uh, as a lawyer, what's going on because they always talked about the third party person, but you know, it, it doesn't matter who that person is or we don't care who that person is in their mind. Corinne, are you okay? Yes. DeMario, are you okay? Good. Well, that's all that matters. No, and then everybody else has uh, repeatedly declared their okayness (laughs) over the course of two, what, three shows now, uh, in addition to every press release. So I I think, you know, in my humble opinion, I think whoever complained about the conduct uh, was complaining about, you know, in, in my world would be a hostile work environment, sexually charged environment. And uh, I thought it was curious um, to see DeMario say, well, look, I'm okay. Corinne's okay. So what's the problem? And, you know, under the law, the definition of a problem is a hostile work environment. So the the people actually engaging in the behavior don't have to be the ones to complain of it. And so I think what will probably never come out because this person will probably be taken care of one way or another, but is that, you know, there's that stuff goes on all the time and people have probably complained about it. And nothing's been done about it. 
and that's by definition a hostile work environment. So that that's just my opinion. I think they're shoring all that up on TV. They're repeating it ad nauseum. And when somebody complains about it, that's the first thing they're going to troll out is, you know, look, everyone signed a new release. Everyone had an opportunity to decompress in Dallas where we had these probably, you know, training meetings, what's consent and the whole thing. And everybody's good. But this one person who's disgruntled and, you know, they'll probably try to make that go away. But it's it's definitely an effort, you know, for, from my professional perspective it's an effort to cover their rear end what you're saying is this third-party person works for abc was uncomfortable with something that she saw so she halted production kind of like if you see something say something and legally they had to stop because she did that right Ish, well, uh, maybe. Yes and no. Right. Well, so if the definition of a, a hostile work environment is is any. So look, if if Demario and Corinne have an affair and they work at the same place, until one of those parties says no, this is unwelcome behavior. Um, it it's it could be fine. It could be against company policy, but it could be fine. But the second somebody complains and says this is unwelcome, then the behavior has to stop, or you know the company has to take steps to stop it. And if they don't, they're potentially liable. And so my guess is that whoever this female producer was that complained about whatever went on in that hot tub um, has filed some sort of complaint and that's being dealt with, yeah. frankly, on, on air and off. It was an, a whole entire hour of last night's show dedicated to bringing on former cast members to say DeMario is a great guy. He would never do that. And then bringing on DeMario himself, who broke down on camera and was upset about, if you Google his name, sexual assault is going to be attached to it, and that's very sad, and that is sad, and Harrison's walking him through, and we're learning things that we kind of already learned about on the first episode when they had their camp counselor meeting, and what does consent mean, so other than Carly and Evan coming on and announcing that they're having a baby, which we already knew, and finding out that it's a girl, which we already knew, that entire hour was dedicated to DeMario and Harrison walking us through again. So next week is Corinne, and the big question about that is her statement that came out that said she's a victim. What do you think about that? Here's what she's going to say. She's going to say that she's cool with the show, cool with DeMario, and what that statement meant was that she's been victimized in the press. The same thing that oh. that's my prediction. The same thing that Demario said. Yeah, I wouldn't be able. I would be surprised to see you know a spinoff, Corinne and Paradise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Corinne and Demario in Paradise, napping and blowing whistles. Or, or maybe she'll get some sort of sweet cushy job on Jorge's Torres. She might. Everyone... I mean, it is a booming business. Clearly, let's let's d- go into Paradise. <laughs> let's let's dig into Paradise. The first person to arrive at when we last left Paradise. Um, Um, Christina, the Russian, is weeping on her bed, and everyone is looking at Dean because it's fine. Let me just just tell you, and I'm I'm only going to say this once, and and then we can move past it and talk about it constructively. Lindsay, Mm -hmm. I told you so. I know you did. (laughs) 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 Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Raven says, I like Adam. He shows up. She likes Adam because they met each other and hit it off in Dallas, as you said. And so now we're all perking up going, oh, he already knows her. So he goes off and they do the Danny and Sandy moment where girls are over here and boys are over here. And he says he is interested in Christina 
and Raven. So Robbie and Ben give each other a look like, uh-oh. And Dean just looks at the ground and says nothing. Uh, Dean deserves to go home. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time in the show. Mm-hmm. That was a really terrible move when What's-Her-Face came in. Who, by the way, remember, I loved her in uh, Nick's season, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel really bad for Christina. I mean, what a move. D- Sorry, mm-hmm. you're going to beep that out. I'll beep um, it, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, Robbie, for all of his social media influencing, is not really influencing anybody on the on the paradise end of this thing yet. And then poor Ben, I agree. He seems like a nice, normal dude, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a numbers game at this point. But I just don't understand Adam. I don't. I think he looks like. Remember the swamp thing? Remember that? Remember that swamp <laughs> monster? That Scooby Doo? That Chase Scooby Doo? You remember that? Yeah. Kind of had big lips and whatever. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me. Adam's a good guy. Everybody likes Adam. I'm I'm okay with Adam. I'm cool with Adam. What I'm not cool with is Iggy, the informer, saying, hey, everyone's open besides Taylor. She's with Derek and Jasmine. She's with Matt. And Matt, he's like, <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Of. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt keeps his mouth closed because he knows that he needs to get the rose because that rose ceremony is the next night. Yeah, so he I, just keeps his mouth shut. That was an extremely untenable position he was in. You could just see it in his face. Adam ends up picking Raven to go on the date because he's vibing her and he thinks she's dope. When's the last time you used a dope in a sentence? Or vibing. <laughs> I don't... Ugh. We've got, where's your head at? Where do you stand? Vibing. A lot of people are dope now that Adam's in paradise. We've got some 411. Mm-hmm. And another phrase that keeps coming up, which is Raven's catchphrase now, is that she is looking for Carly love. She and Speaking Evan of that, are, you know, doing their thing. Wonderful. Good for them. Good for that guy mm-hmm. for, from rallying from possibly the worst fourth quarter, you know, imminent defeat in the history of this. I mean, she hated Remember how bad she, she hated him? She hated before him. He yes. Yeah. And for him to rally, so good for him. They looked happy. Uh, I could have done without the inside of her <laughs> across the TV. Uh, again, hey, didn't we see Ashley, Ashley and JP did it. They can do it yeah, too. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> and then, then we go from we go from uh, you know, ironically, you know, seeing. in one segment. <laughs> that is not making it on the podcast. Oh, come on. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, can't do it. All right, here we go. There's the rose ceremony. Finally. I feel like it's been forever that we've been talking about how the women have the power. There's so they have the they have the cocktail party and Jack Stone immediately goes over to the Shalfin because she's the only one he can think about liking or pretend to like, and they sort of say, "Yeah, I'm going to give you my rose." Okay, great, because they're vibing each other. Whatever. Raven is surrounded by boys, and Adam comes and steals her way because he really wants the rose. And now Robbie and Ben are a little bit nervous, and then Robbie's no idiot. I mean, he looks around and figures it out that. Even if Raven wasn't going to give her rose to Adam, more than likely she would give it to Ben 
before him. So he has to go sniffing around. And who does he find? Amanda. Well, I mean, I think the question he asks himself is, who is just as shallow as I am? Um, There's only one obvious answer to that. But I thought it was a pretty risky move for Adam to come. I mean, look, let's be honest. There's a little bit of strategy they all have to play here. Sure. But knowing that Raven already had two dudes lined up and then going and choosing her, I thought it was a risky move. Yeah, but I don't know. You got to go he... for the injured one away from the pack. You know, <laughs> the you limp go from... gazelle. Yes, right, we talk exactly. about this all and the then, time. And then what's right? Then once you devour the limp gazelle, then you're, you know, then you're in. Who's the limp gazelle would... in your opinion? Lacey. I mean, she basically settled for. I mean, Diggy basically did her a huge favor he and did. acted like he liked her on that date. Right, and he's a decent dude. I think he. I mean, he even said when he was talking to what's the name, the girl that came in with the Dominique. everyone loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he even said, you know, I wasn't going to be mean to her. She, you know, wanted her to have a good time. Right. Um, I don't really like her. So I thought that, you know, look, there's fair and he did the right thing and took her on a date and, you know, whatever. Got away from the, the stench of the Dean comes in to talk to everybody and they're all sitting around. He has to step over all the debris in that room. Mm, gross. Yeah. Gross. Uh, mm. Women traveling are far worse than men traveling when it comes to that. I mean, there's just a, there's always a fight over the counter space. There's always one that, you know, puts her cork wedges where they shouldn't be. <laughs> There's so many bathing suits hanging and drying because exactly. you have four yeah. a day, so and you can't repeat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrible eyelashes everywhere. It's just a yeah, mess. So Robbie sniffs around Amanda and he sottles up next to her and he basically says, "This might get weird because I'm friends with Anonymous," which. That whole thing was annoying, but Amanda and Josh not only met in Paradise, but they got together in Paradise and were later engaged in par- after Paradise. They were engaged, and then I think he might have moved in, maybe, with her and the girls. Did that mm-hmm. happen? So, As far as I can tell, yeah, on TMZ, they were always you know, skipping around some sort of ice cream shop or something, if I recall correctly. <laughs> so, whatever, you, whatever you do with somebody else's kids. <laughs> So there they are skipping around near ice cream shops and then huge bad blood, big breakup. Well, apparently Josh is friends with Robbie. I don't know if they're friends through, you know, bachelor reunions or something or if they're legit friends. But he's basically saying, hey, Josh is an idiot. He had his chance. Now it's my turn. And It might be friends through the hyperhidrosis clinic that they'll be <laughs> seeking treatment for after – Paradise is over. I mean, a black skin tight shirt with a bow tie in Mexico. Have you ever been? Yeah, have you ever been to Mexico? Yes. I mean, it feels like the sun is about an inch from your face. And you're in the in you're a sauna. In someone's mouth, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the bow tie, which you know is is just too much around his neck. His hair is flopping everywhere. Poor guy is sweating. It was not not a smart choice. And he wants to kiss her, and she denies him because he's sweaty. And he you're was a little drunk. Too. Which, by the way, I learned because I thought whenever I watched this, I learned this this morning. 
I thought, now how is he drunk if our new rule is a two-drink minimum? I'm sure there's exceptions galore. Well, I don't know if you remember whenever, it's later on when Alex comes around, sweet Amanda again, trying to make something happen there, and she's holding two drinks. And I thought, wow, she's double fisting it, forgetting about the two drink per hour. Well, in this article that I read, Robbie said they would order a drink because, you know, they order their own drinks. Nobody puts a drink in their hand. They order yeah. their own drinks. They have their own brains. They have their own faculties. Right. She, Robbie said in this article, you order a drink at 450 and then another one at 455. Yeah, and then, and then one, you at one at 501. 501 and fi- so you essentially have all these <laughs> drinks. And I'm like, well, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard, that you're not clocked by when you order your drink, but whatever. And so I thought, well, that makes sense that Amanda is walking around with two drinks. Anyway, she doesn't kiss him. She says he's very, very sweaty. And she says that maybe <laughs> later she'll do that, which yeah. I thought. And he had a lot of patience and just blinded her with this smile. So it was fine. So let's go down... Let's go down real quick. Before the rose ceremony, we've got Nick, who is in a relationship with who? With the sauce. That's right. That's right. Jose Cuervo is his good buddy. We're in Mexico, yeah. Taylor and Derek. Thoughts on them real quick. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What about Jasmine and Matt? We talked about them a Um, little bit. Yeah, that's going to go south real fast. Iggy... Iggy blesses Lacey's wine with a Yiddish prayer that he had the ABC intern Google real quick. Yeah. Even the desperate girl was wholly unimpressed by Iggy's attempt at bonding with members of the tribe. (laughs) Dean has a moment with Christina before the rose ceremony. He tells her, hey, I want to pump the brakes on the relationship. That's when you and I were talking last week. Is, he gonna, is she going to give Dean the rose or is she not going to give Dean the rose? Now, obviously, we're all thinking, don't give Dean the rose. But let's put this into perspective. You're a mature adult. I'm a mature adult. These kids are 25 years old. And she's probably thinking, who else am I going to give the rose to? I'm just going to see how this goes. Even though he just told her, hey, I want to pump the brakes. Now, she's thinking... Let's take it slow. Okay, that's fine. He's thinking, let's be in an open relationship with these brakes pumping. I thought he was really unfair to her. And I thought, let me just tell you what really annoyed me about the whole thing. I think that, look, the whole half birthday thing, that was set up. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him, I'm going to give him a pass on that. It was a jerk oh. move. But, but when he was saying, well, I'm just going to tell you how I feel and let you make the decision. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I, I I was really annoyed because he had clearly made a decision. He just didn't have yes. the cojones to tell her, look, I want to date. What's your name? Or I'm not going to commit. So I thought, like I said, I used the word selfish two weeks ago whenever, mm-hmm. or two, whatever it was episode. And he's proven that. I mean, I, th- I thought that he didn't even seem to be attempting to save her feelings or not hurt her feelings. He just seemed to be indifferent about it. In other words, Oh, I'm going to go on this date and I'm going to rub it in your face And then because it's rose ceremony time, you know, I'll just check in with you, um, you know, and and, uh, make sure that um, I've done enough to get the rose. But the Mm -hmm. second what's-her-face showed up, he went on the date unapologetically, as he should have, but then rubbed it in her face later. I I thought it was really uncool. And I thought, I agree, she's 
she's been doing whatever she could to sort of salvage things, but mm-hmm. he owed it to her to say, you know, look, Danielle's hotter than you. And <laughs> which, which, which I don't think, by the way, I, Christina, look, how good did she look in her bikini? Holy cow. She looked great. I don't know. Um, <laughs> how good did black? Robbie look in his swimsuit? Oh no! <laughs> this peppermint Mm-mm. patty hair. How good did Ben look carrying rocks back and forth? Yeah, what's up with that? Was he building something or working out? He's I wasn't... working out. He's lifting and squeezing okay. things. So what? The one thing, <laughs> really so was, quickly. That's what got Demario in trouble too. <laughs> what I keep going back to with Dean and Christina, she has to feel this weirdness because he did go with her for 10 days to Kentucky and that's relational that is something and you know even if you are figuring out even if you don't feel it whatever when you come back or before you leave or whatever there needs to be like you said a discussion where you're saying I I want to end this instead of the obligatory let's tap the brakes and let's do this and let's do that and he's thinking he's being stand up which I don't think he is but in his mm. brain he is that that's a 25 year old standing up so i don't know it it gets very very confusing and at the at the rose ceremony that night she does give him her rose now what didn't happen was robbie getting a rose from raven she ended up giving it to adam so now robbie and both ben are out in the open and Danielle from Nashville ends up giving Ben her rose because she thinks he's nice and that leaves Amanda to give her rose to Robbie and so therefore Nick, Alex, Vinny and Iggy are in the rejection SUV. Who did the who did uh, the foul mouth give her rose to? Jack Stone. Oh, that's right. right. That surprised me. I thought she would pick Vinny I over did Jack too, Stone cuz they're he... the wacky funny ones. I just, God, he's so boring. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 the last people I picture together are him and the foul mouthed dolphin. Right. Yeah. And they're not. She just gave him a pity rose. The personality I can't get past. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and the eyelashes too. Yeah. Golly. They're a little are those, wild. Are those like temporary or is that a permanent situation? Because it seems to me that you'd sweat them off. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I don't know how she's sweating off, but they are awfully tangled, which means she is not brushing them every day. She needs to maintain. Maybe Robbie can help her with that. I'm sure yeah. he's got some kind of tool in his <laughs> in his man bag. Suit. Yeah, his bathing suit suitcase <laughs> that would help her with that sort of thing. <laughs> so before we move on to D'Lo arriving the next day. Can we not call her D-Lo? We have to call her D-Lo because there's another <sighs> Danielle. And But after this podcast, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, okay. What about Alex? Just reaction. There was a very small window where I almost felt sorry for him. Oh, good. But, but I, I didn't. I, I think... Um, <laughs> You were almost there. Yeah, maybe but that you makes me insensitive, perhaps. But what I really felt is that he just misplayed his hand. He did. Uh, he had, you know, look, and be, let's be honest. I mean, the 12 days in Dallas didn't help him because Amanda had to wake up every day and go, wait a minute, mm-hmm. this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think if he'd have been cool, he'd survived at least another week. Yeah. And I don't, I think you'll agree with me, other than the Vinnie Jack Stone switch. The others weren't surprising. Yeah. You knew Iggy was leaving. 
Um, so the next morning, D'Lo arrives, and everybody's head just goes whoop and looks at her, yeah. and she's in her ice blue dress. I'm putting a question mark at the end of that. And she comes down the stairs, and everybody looks. Every single guy looks, and every single girl sees every single guy look. Now, what you have to notice here, too, is not a lot of girls, because she was in Nick's season, and most of the girls there were in Nick's season, if not all of them, and not a lot of people ran up to them and got excited. Not a lot of people did that to her. So she was already either someone who they don't like or they consider her a threat, whatever, but they do their Sandy Danny moment, and she says, Jasmine is always the first to say, who would you like to go out with? Because (laughs) they don't, they want to see where her head is at before they say these people are already hooked up. Of course, she answers either Dean or Ben. And Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden shakes Christina up and shakes Raven up a little bit. But at the same time, she's all in Adam's business. So when everyone's lounging together on the beach bed... For some Which, reason. What? what? <laughs> Nothing know. can happen unless someone's <laughs> laying down on the show, by the way. Right. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Can I talk to you? Okay, where are we? Get, what, let's, let's go lay down 100 yards from here on this beach bed. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird. And then the, the camera guy clearly is squatting. Or maybe they're letting Alex hold the camera. I don't oh. know. One or the other. <laughs> That's so mean. I, but I, did you not find that annoying? Every time there's a conversation, they're laying down. And by the way, I thought, Dean, someone needed to check that guy's airway for a while there. He was. I know. <laughs> got like narcolepsy or something going on. That was um, the strangest eventually... position to be sleeping in. Yeah. Like I said, it looked like he had fallen. <laughs> <laughs> a little heat stroke there. So D'Lo ends up asking Dean to go out on the date, and he says, yes, in front of everyone, and Christina immediately leaves. They go to change, and Dean finds her in the cabana before he goes, and so they can have a little Terrible chit-chat. Move. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a jerk. Yeah. Total jerk. And he wants to know where her head is at. Well, yeah. it's on top of her neck because she's very <laughs> mature and strong. And she says, yeah, have fun. Go have fun. Yeah. But she also knows that she doesn't want to hold him back if he wants to be with someone else. And she's not going to play second fiddle. So they go off and ride on ATVs. Don't you think he knew she would play second fiddle? In other mm-hmm. words, I, he, don't you think he was... I don't think he believed her. I think he thought he could go back to her whenever he wanted to if if the Danielle date didn't work out. Oh. That's what he... He's like, I'm going to go out. She's, she's super... Well, first of all, you know, like anyone who's read my blog knows that she was one of my favorites. I, I thought she was the most... Danielle was the most attractive from Nick's season. I thought she was smoking hot. So she... Uh, yeah, she's super attractive, but I thought he was like, oh, I'll go on this thing and see what happens, but I'm not going to burn the Christina bridge yet. And that's okay. what I thought that conversation was about. That's what I thought 10 times is uncool. I mean, just make a decision, dude, and, and you know, be honest about it. Yeah. Don't come back to her and say, uh, oh, we had a little peck. I thought you should know that. Mm-hmm. If that's a little peck, good Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Demario and Corinne shared a, a hug. Yeah, a love tap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they they get back from their ATV riding, and they immediately belly up to the bar and take shots. Yay. 
And Christina wanders in because it's important for her to be seen, like, hey, I'm cool with this. And then she sees all the fun, and she said, nope, and she leaves. And then the boys are saying, man, you did what you had to do. She asked you out. You like her. You went. That's what paradise is all about. And so Dean says, should I go talk to her? And they both say, yeah, take her a drink. Is that a good move or a bad move? What shocked me about that whole conversation, and I think it goes to your point a couple weeks ago, is that everybody really likes Dean. And so he's getting a huge pass for what is obviously jerk behavior. Yeah. Because they all, even, even late in the show last night, Ben kept saying, we really feel like Dean and Christina are good. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was really, really weird that he was acting that way and everyone was still trying to put him together. Part of me wonders if they're doing that in the same vein as Raven and the girls telling Sarah, you need to ask Ben, ask Ben, ask Ben. To, eliminate, to, ask to ben. eliminate competition. Right, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe Ben likes D'Lo and he's saying, yeah, y'all are going to be great. It's going to be fine. You're going to be good together. Y'all are, y'all are awesome. Because that's what he... That's what he does tell D'Lo, as a matter of fact, whenever she comes to say, hey, what's going on? And he says, yeah, here are all the people who are coupled up. And I think maybe Dean and Christina, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just enough to get that in the back of her head. But anyway, they he takes her a drink, and then she wants to know where his head is at. Ugh, I hate that yeah. phrase. Yeah. And he basically says, well, just in a mundane lackadaisical well we went atv riding and she did a lot of talking and i did a lot of listening and there was a peck okay mm-hmm. first of mm-hmm. all with his attitude and how he sounds it he's he's projecting that he's bored now dean looks bored a lot of times his eyes look a little droopy but he's he's projecting that it was it was boring because she did say how was your date and he projected that it was boring and he followed it up with i'm glad to be back yeah. I'm glad to see you. And you could see her kind of crack. She, mm, you know, she smiled a little bit. She did. Like, and, oh, he still likes me, which is yeah. not and true. And then she starts flirting, horizontal flirting, because they're both laying on the beach bed. Mm-hmm. She starts flirting. So Christina is either ready for a fight. Mother Russia is going to take D'Lo down. Or she's under the assumption that Dean is like, meh, I don't know. I don't know if I like her. So then they all go down and make s'mores by the beach. Everybody's having fun. Christina's all, (laughs) great. And D'Lo is doing her thing in her string bikini. And then all of a sudden, Dean disappears and comes back to announced to the whole entire cast that it is Danielle's half birthday and they're going to be celebrating with a half of a cake. Yay, here's some candles. Let's sing. And all of the girls and even some of the guys had the look of what is going on? What a jack wagon. What is he doing? Now you say that was he was told to do that by producers? You you think that was served up to him? He didn't go well, first of all, I don't. I've never heard of a half birthday. Yeah. I'm going to have to think that probably no one else has either. Exactly. So I think in the production meeting, like, what can we do to make Dean look like a jerk? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else are they going to do? I guess he could have fed her s'mores off his chest or something. <laughs> that would have been a little less. That would have been a little less uh, subtle than what, a little more subtle than what actually happened, which was stepping over her with the candles to give Danielle the birthday cake, mm-hmm. and then. 
you know, basically hold it over, literally hold the cake over Christina's head while the toast was going exactly. on. Exactly. Excuse me, Christina. <laughs> yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I just want to get this cake to the girl I just went on a date with. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think we've, I think this is the moment, according to the Twitterverse, when Bachelor Nation turned on Dean. And everybody got oh. upset. I know you're giving him a pass for the cake, but I also know how you no, feel. No, I turned on Dean weeks ago. You did turn you. on. But you're yeah. you're thinking the cake was, you know, not his idea and they made him do that. Well, even, even so. Well, he did it, though. He, he did it. He did it, though. and he does like D-Lo. So even so, my whole deal, why I'm upset with him, is he needs to cut the strings with Christina then. Don't right. let her just wander around thinking, wait, what? No, what? And so that's whenever she goes and weeps on her bed. And mm. She's foolish, though. That she, she should have cut it off. Well, look, if she doesn't just move on now, then she's equally to blame for whatever happens from this point on because it's obvious that he's not interested anymore. True. Now, do you think Dean ruined his chance to possibly be the next Bachelor? Yes. I do too. Yep. I do too. Which leads me to who's left. If you had to pick, pick somebody, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Like, a lot like of a lot of people are asking for Wells too, which is interesting. I could see that. I guess he's yeah. not really a guy's guy, though. You know, he's he's more of a. I don't know. I, I could see Wells, but then what's going to happen to Danielle? Oh, you know what'll happen? Wells will get his twenty-five women. And then oh, she'll everyone be one will be of great. Them. And she'll, no, no, no. She'll oh. show up two days later. Everyone will hate her. I just wanted to give this a shot. Remember Paradise? <laughs> we shared that fake kiss. <laughs> My friend Emily said, you know they eclipsed together in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. But by the way, hey, Emily. Was, she le- was she leaving because she yeah. had somewhere to be? <laughs> Apparently, Kenya, <laughs> or because she this whole ten day hiatus up. thing totally messed up her community relations calendar. That's what I didn't know. They kept saying you're going back to save people, and I thought, okay, she's a nurse, but what is she a nurse? I couldn't remember. And then all of a sudden, Kenya's thrown out there. I said, oh, she's going like to do missional work. Okay, great. But what I thought was the weirdest about that whole Nashville Danielle situation is that. She left before it was over, and her and what she's saying this whole entire time. Two things is one, I'm not finding anybody in paradise. Well, it's not over. You don't know who's arriving yeah. in the next couple of days unless they do, and she knows for a fact I'm not gonna even touch damn Daniel with a ten foot pole. And then the other no, thing, she served her purpose. She mm-hmm. served her purpose. She had to be in Kenya for something entirely more important than right that. Right. Whatever this is. Nonsense. Um, (laughs) But the other thing she kept saying is how cute Wells is, how cute Wells is, how cute Wells is. Why Wells is saying, Danielle is great. Danielle is great. Danielle is great. We went out once. It didn't work. She's out of my league. So then she tells everybody goodbye in grand fashion. and He walks her to the rejection SUV and they make out. Right mm-hmm. there, which is totally against the rules. According to Chris Harrison, yeah. Wells is not allowed to be pursued. Well, you know, Jorge was watching that going, I could have done that <laughs> <laughs> all this time. Wait and I a never minute. crossed the line. <laughs> Who right. knows? Maybe Danielle is going to be the next bachelorette. Maybe Wells will be the next bachelor. 
Doesn't matter. No, Danielle's too Soft. boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just not dynamic enough. Yeah. I could see someone like the other Danielle, D'Lo, uh, being the Bachelorette. Uh, I probably couldn't see Christina. She's too uh, introspective and brooding mm. to be the next Bachelorette. It would be interesting, though. I think it would. I think people would like that. Uh, Sarah arrives next. Sarah was the teacher, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Thank you for refreshing my memory there because I couldn't remember what she did. She remember? Yeah, she's super bubbly and fun. Super cute, fun. Bounces down the stairs and she has a date card and she goes with all the girls and they say, "Ask Ben out. Ben's great. Ben, I see you with Ben. Ben will be awesome. Ben, Ben, Ben." Well, Sarah asks a very good question. Like, if Ben is so great, then why aren't one of you going after right. him? Right. That's a completely like, legitimate uh-huh. question. Yeah. <laughs> so bless his heart. She goes and gives him a chance, and all he does is talk about uh, his dog. Stupid dog. Ben. And I not, know this is bad editing, but still, that is no, still I, a lot of footage about his dog. Yeah, you have to talk a lot about the dog for that much to make it oh. into the deal. So who knows? Ben. I mean, he's eight months. He's the center of my life. Yeah. And she's just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mentally checks him off and immediately goes over to Adam, which Raven looked understand. like she was going to cut a girl. And so we're all wondering, wait, what? I don't understand. Because Raven says, yeah, when I met Adam in Dallas, we weren't alone. It was actually yeah, we had a three sleepover. of us. <laughs> yeah. What, what in the hell went on in Dallas? I don't know. The Anatole. It was on at the Anatole, apparently. I mean, were, you know. I mean, they were switching room keys left and right. And everybody, yep. she said she came down and they were cuddling. Now, I don't know if we're using air quotes on cuddling or if they were legitimately cuddling. But all of this to say... Sarah is her good friend, and now they both like Adam. And if Adam comes back from the date, which Sarah asked him on and he accepted, if he comes back, Raven is done with him. If he likes her when okay, he comes back, she's done. I'm like, well, let me, I hope so. Let me ask a guy to a girl question. I need a response on this because this is how I wondered about it. If my friend dated someone how am I going to articulate this? If Raven seemed to me to be the guilty one, she knew that they had hooked mm-hmm. up. She clearly knew she was showing up later and she still went for Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a thing too. She had to know, well, of course she knew they're all in Dallas together that Sarah is eventually coming. So that, yeah. that just like you said, that was, was that a low blow? Was that her, or was that her making sure he gets a rose? And she doesn't really like him. She's saving him for when Sarah gets there. Mm, who knows? I don't know. Well, she seems a little upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way too much. My head's thinking. gonna explode. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I can't be conspiracy theories. No way. No yeah, way. back so, into the left. <laughs> they they go on a date. They think each other's cool. Lacey is slowly beginning to melt down because nobody mm-hmm. likes her. Lo and behold, she gets a date card. And it says something about romance on it. So she goes and asks every single guy, hey, I want to take you on this date, but it promises romance. So you have to be in it because you like me. And every (laughs) single guy said, I want to be your friend. Yeah. Except for Diggy. Yeah, he did. Like I said, he did her solid. He he jumped on the grenade Mm -hmm. for the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And he seemed to have fun. She seemed to have fun. 
Um, Jorge's it was, Jorge's is a fun place. Yeah, Jorge's Torres. You get to find out where Jorge was conceived. Right. That's always uh, fun. And, and then he um, intrudes on your date until you tell him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. He's just smiling at you. Yeah. You need more champagne? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so funny. So that was, that was the longest date ever i feel like we we got too much of that date but they're trying to really push jorge's torres so good for them they're kissing on the beach they're kissing in the in the ocean they come back and according to Lacey, exactly 11 minutes later dominique shows up are they back are they back all right open the door okay, let her right. in now throw go, in the go, ring go go <laughs> Uh, and and of course Dominique arrives and it everybody yay this is so great Dominique's here again everybody loves her and she's got the braids and she's looking great and it's so fun. Well, you know the other thing I thought about too is that if you looked at like Raven, Christina, if you look at all the girls who'd been on the beach for a few days, no yeah. makeup, their faces are puffy as hell. Yeah. They've all probably gained a Nobody's couple. Nobody's drinking, drinking any margaritas. water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then Danielle shows up looking. Like like a freaking daisy you know their makeup and her her nudie dress and all that <laughs> so true uh, yeah so i mean it was like all the guys are like whoa you know i need yeah. to go shower and cologne up i mean musk um musk up yeah uh, of course robbie's already done that twice but it's, <laughs> it's his beard <laughs> his poor beard it's looking like shoe polish um here comes taylor so dominique is that Domin was another <laughs> jerk move. I uh -huh. mean, just keep uh -huh. to your own self. Uh-huh. She yep. she's excited enough to see Dominique that she leaves her horizontal position with Derek and runs up and squeals and takes her away and begins to say over and over again about how she needs to ask out Diggy 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 within earshot <laughs> of Lacey. So uncool. I mean So uncool. Well, and then what what was she trying to do when when Lacey started hysterically crying? Okay. She went over and was like, yeah. oh, "I'm really sorry for, you know, you're going to edit this out, but that was the biggest mm -hmm. I've seen in my life." Mm -hmm. And she's using her emotional intelligence because she could see that Lacey was upset and nobody mm -hmm. cared. So she was going to fall on the grenade this time and go talk to Lacey, the limp gazelle, and say, yeah, it's just really sad. That's how paradise works. New people come in and everybody switches around. It's like Boggle. And I First thought, of all, what? Excellent impression. That oh, was an thanks. excellent impression. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting up really straight <laughs> in my white one piece. <laughs> Did you notice it was it was one piece? The theme was one piece this yes, week. Yes, yeah. we all had our one pieces on. It was great. But so yep. Lacey is crying and and has a point where she's saying nobody is defending me. Nobody is saying, "Hey, Diggy, eleven minutes ago just came back with Lacey where they had this great date." So she is weeping, crying, and all Taylor is doing is looking at her with a fake remorse smile, saying, "Yeah, it's too bad." Taylor just sits there and <laughs> yeah. kind of pats her on the shoulder and go, mm-hmm, too Let bad, Let me take so this sad. knife out of your back. <laughs> I might need it later. Everybody loves Dominique. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Mm. All the boys have the power now, so I imagine a bunch of girls are start coming down those stairs. Right now, there are three extra girls, so three girls are going home. If you had to pick right now, who do you think is going home? Uh, is Lacey gone yet? No. 
So she's definitely going home. I would think so. Um, if, she, if she doesn't go by herself. Um, I, the dolphin might go home, although it's going to be hard for whoever doesn't give her rose because she's fun. Right. Christina won't go home. Someone will rescue her because mm-hmm. she's cool. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to find love, by the way. I hope she does. I do. I think she's going to. I'm I'm hopeful, but I think that that's where this whole thing's going. I think they're, they have someone waiting in the wings who's going to sweep her off her feet. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it's not Nick. What do you think about Amanda? Um, she's not going home. No way she's going well, home. Well, dude, you've, you've left out every girl there then. I'm, I'm trying so, to think. Okay, who's... Taylor. Is Let's she go going home? Up. Taylor. No way. Jasmine. No, she's going to go crazy next week. Raven. But if, if she goes crazy, crazy before the, before the ceremony, rose, yes, she's she'll out. go home. Yes. Yeah. Raven. Yep. Yep. No, she'll stay. She's the team mom. Um, Shalfin, we've said maybe. Lacey, maybe. we've said maybe. Christina mm-hmm. is a no. Mm-hmm. You think Amanda is a no. I think Robbie's going to pick Amanda. We've got um, D-Lo. She, she's going to stay for sure. We've got uh, Sarah. Maybe that's on. She's on the bubble. And Good. Dominique. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be between her and Raven. So May and yeah. Dominique is the last one. I dig you'll pick Dominique. Mm-hmm. So, so right now you would have the Shalfin, Lacey, and Sarah if Adam doesn't pick her. Or Jasmine. Or Jasmine. If she goes way nuts and scares the hell out of everybody, which it appears <laughs> that's the might. direction. Yeah, that's the direction Drama. it's going. My favorite quote from Lacey last night is, Paradise sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a little contradictory, but fair enough. Thank y'all for listening. And if you want to read the full recap of Bachelor in Paradise, you can find it on IHateGreenBeans.com. Check us out on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay, and he's at some guy in Austin. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Ray. And don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Texas forever.